Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Spark Moment, Event City's very own podcast where we talk about um, SEL topics in our lives and help connect them to yours. I'm Shraddha, and for this Wellness Wednesday episode, I'm here with Sarah to talk a little bit about social media and FOMO and balancing real life experiences with those that we have online. I think a good place to start would be to talk a little bit about the kinds of social media platforms that we use. I would consider myself pretty involved in social media, I guess. I mean, both of us use it very actively for intern work, but mm-hmm. um, in terms of personal life as well, I, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Snapchat, I'm on everything that's really popular and even the stuff that has kind of died down a little, or I wouldn't say died down, but some of the stuff that isn't as mainstream, like Reddit, for example, um, mm-hmm. I have some sort of presence on all those sort of platforms. And I think the ones that I use the most would definitely be Twitter and Instagram, just because Twitter, I think it's just, it's just a great place for me to get everything. Like I have some friends on there, um, even though it's not as populous as Instagram, I'm able to like get my entertainment and my drama yeah. and my news and also my comedy on there. It's really easy way for me to see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Instagram in particular, I think that is Instagram and Snapchat. Um, those two are very interesting cases for social media for me because as much as I engage in them for work reasons and sometimes like direct messaging reasons, I don't tend to engage on them very actively when it comes to like seriously looking through other people's content. Like I've come to this point where I have notifications on for whenever my friends post things. So I can always interact with those spaces, um, Mm -hmm. but not do it in a way where I'm getting very involved in everybody else and a bunch of strangers that I never interact with um, on my homepage. And that's kind of getting into it, into it. Uh, So I'm going to save it for later conversations, but those are the ones that I kind of use and I've had them for a really long time. And I think that's a trend in general for a lot of people nowadays. No, for sure. No, I get, I get where you're yeah. talking about. Um, I think, when did you get your social media or when do you remember getting your first social media account? It was probably elementary school, like late elementary school, maybe. Fifth oh, grade. Okay. Yeah, early, early. Okay. So that's yeah. earlier than me. Yeah. When was yours? I, okay. So I got my, I got an Insta- Instagram account um, in, uh, I think it was eighth grade. Okay. I actually got my first phone in eighth grade. So yeah, it was, it was a birthday present and my family was kind of, they were like, okay. Cause a lot of my friends, they had phones and like social media accounts Mm -hmm. in elementary school. Cause I mean, that was around the time where it was like really picking up at least Instagram was. And so I was like, so excited. I got my Instagram account in eighth grade. And I had a whopping, what, like <laughs> 15 of my friends following me at first. Yeah. It was <laughs> exciting, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, my relationship with social media, I feel like now, at least other than Instagram, I really like don't use anything else. I had tried getting Snapchat and I'm the type of person I'll like get something and I'm just like a grandma when it comes to technology. <laughs> yeah. So embarrassing. So I'll get it and then I will use it for a little bit and then delete it again. So that's oh, what okay. happened with Snapchat. Um, TikTok, I don't really use. Uh-huh. Um, I got Facebook uh, to kind of like find friends to room with and stuff. Yeah, that's exactly why I have it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So I got that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I don't have like Twitter or anything. So I guess yeah. like that's kind of different from you and that, uh, 
I, I don't really have like too many platforms, but still, even, even though I have like just Instagram, it consumes a lot of my time. Yeah. I would say, I would say with the Snapchat too, like, I think a huge thing with social media in general is a lot of the times, um, at least for my family, like my family barred me from having Snapchat until like eighth mm-hmm. grade. And it wasn't even, they told me, oh, now you can finally have it. It was like when we did like a trip to Washington, DC, one of my friends uh, was like, how come you don't have this? And then we set up an yeah. account like right then and there. Mm-hmm. So um, it was one of those things, I guess, with social media, a lot of the times too, I feel like there is some parental control to it when you're at that age and it's really yeah. young. And I yeah. think that is important to an extent. Um but yeah, I, I think that protection is necessary for for certain reasons, which we'll definitely dive into as we mm-hmm. go through the podcast. But yeah, yeah um, but yeah, just uh, thinking about how social media has been involved in our lives from, I guess, whenever you got your first platform to now, how do you think that's changed? I would say, I, I would say I'm definitely on it more now than I was before. I think, especially just like, uh, meeting new people over middle school, high school, and now at college, I have more friends that I don't get to see every day and that I want to keep in touch with on online. And I feel like a lot of my friends are on Instagram. So it's really easy for me to just like see what they're up to and when they post and stuff like that. But also um, for a lot of my clubs and organizations and other involvement, it's also like all on social media now, especially Instagram, like whenever there's an events going on for my clubs, they'll just post it on post reminders on there. And so it's just a really easy way to keep up with those sorts of things too. Um, so yeah, I would say I'm definitely on there more for, in both, like with regards to my personal life and also uh, with clubs and uh, work-related stuff. What about you? Yeah, I think the big thing is just kind of keeping up with old friends. Like I still have people from elementary school and middle school that I don't even talk to anymore, but Mm-hmm. Um, things ever ended off ended up awfully so I just kind of get to get a glimpse into their life yeah. and it's nice just seeing where they are and also again same thing where you have friends and people from your past or the past part of your life that you kind of mm-hmm. want to keep up with I think social media is a really great way of enhancing that I think a lot of the times with my social media usage nowadays too is beyond just being able to keep up with friends I feel like a really big part of social media culture is comparison culture or just kind of, not yeah. even not even and just comparison culture period. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just something I've noticed growing up. It changed from, oh, you're just posting something really fun with your friends or you're yeah. just posting like a meme or something you saw on the internet for people to share. Like I remember some of my oldest Instagram posts. It was like pictures of drawn turtles from no, super casual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really I casual, remember. really fun. And I think as we've gotten older, it's just turned into a huge social media has just turned into this huge platform across all platforms where you just engage in the space to kind of show off your life or Mm, the the facet of yourself that you want other people to see yes Um, and I think seeing that over time has made me honestly very self-conscious about myself and the way that I'm living compared to other people that I knew in the past but yeah yeah. no for sure I there's definitely that pressure now uh, to kind of maintain a sort of highlight reel on social media. Like you yeah. only want to share all of the best, most amazing parts of your life. Because I mean, no one really wants to, who's going to, if you're having some breakdown in the middle of the week, you're not really going to put that on social media for people to see. I yeah. mean, 
Um, but, and, and you know, it, it can be good because you can like see all the cool things other people are up to, but it can also put a lot of pressure on yourself because then you're like, oh, like everyone else is having such a great time doing all these things. And uh, the comparison factor is definitely there. Um, so FOMO, I guess that just leads into FOMO. And yeah. I, I, there was a time where I didn't really know what this, what the term was, mm-hmm. um, but fear of missing out. Uh, have you ever dealt with that, Sarah? So yes, I think through Snapchat, especially, and through any platform that has kind of that story feature where it pops up for 24 mm-hmm. hours and you can post like in the moment. Um, I think a lot of the, a lot of the times when that popped up during my high school years, I would see some friend groups go out or some yeah. people that, you know, some people that you think you're close to, and then they just do something completely separate, or mm-hmm. it's a thing that you thought you would be invited to, but you're not. So a lot of, it didn't happen too often, luckily, but I know that does happen to lots of people. Um, It's happened to me a handful of times in high school and it's difficult to deal with because it's especially, like I said, it's a very in the moment thing. You can see it as it's happening. Um, It's up for 24 hours and then it kind of disappears. So with that kind of story feature of those social media platforms, I think uh, FOMO, and this is going a little bit into more of a tangent than anything, but um, FOMO, I feel like it's very, very much elevated by any sort of social media platform that mm-hmm. features um, stories and everything, because that's a very in the moment thing. And it's something yes. that I've definitely experienced. No, for sure. Um, I, I definitely agree with the story thing that you mentioned, because I would say back when stories weren't as popular, it was kind of, and back then it was also more casual, like you said, when people were posting on platforms like Instagram but with the stories because they they're only up for a certain amount of time it is kind of easy to just flip through them and see what everyone else is up to and the whole friend group thing like I've definitely been in that position where I'm like oh didn't know this was happening um I'm happy to say it really doesn't affect me as much now I guess now I'm just more aware of it and trying to reframe the way that I look at all these things because it you know it's it's a matter of perspective in the end and with FOMO did you kind of experience that in any particular way was it the lifestyle or I know there's a lot of celebrities on social media platforms as well so kind of like body image or um, anything like that yeah I think lifestyle wise a lot of the times when you would see or at least for me when I would see groups in high school going out together And if I was just like at a robotics meeting or just at Mm -hmm. home with friends watching a movie, I'd be like, how come we're not out at a football game or how come we're not getting a fancy dinner like these people? Um, And it did make me think a lot because I think especially with uh, relationship culture too, people putting their um, significant others Mm -hmm. on their stories or on their pages, that would also make me like, how come I am in high school I was like how come I'm 17 and nothing's happening (laughs) like (laughs) that was the kind of um I guess FOMO that experience in terms of lifestyle I think body body wise and body image wise is definitely the big big one for me um especially with celebrity culture just like you mentioned I follow a lot of celebrities I try not to associate myself with any of them that are very you know not promoting Mm -hmm. not promoting um natural not even just natural beauty because everyone's allowed to make their own choices but just not promoting um authenticity I would say I guess yeah yeah um 
I try not to associate myself with those types of celebrities just because that's something very important to me. And it's something that I definitely struggled with growing up and looking at all these people, regardless of if they're celebrities or if it's somebody just like a peer or an acquaintance on social media and just seeing how they portray themselves on those platforms. Um, but I don't know, just in general, seeing, p- comparing myself to those people has always been something that I've done. And yeah. it's just a hard habit to get rid of. It definitely is. Um, for me, I would say lifestyle wise, I also kind of found myself in that cycle a little bit in high school. Um, and, you know, whenever other people say they were on vacation at a really cool place or something mm. like that, and I was home for a break or something, um, I, I'd feel that a little bit. Um, and also with body wise or with the celebrity culture, if you asked me that back then, it, like, did I really feel kind of pressured or uh, influenced negatively by seeing those sorts of things on my social media media feed? I'd probably just automatically lean to saying no, but I I think subconsciously it did affect yeah. me, and it's really hard not to when you're seeing you're constantly seeing, um, you know, all, all these seemingly perfect people on your feed. I mean, they are celebrities, so obviously their feed is going to look a certain way. So it's really unrealistic to compare yourself to them in that way. But it just it just happens. And um, now now I would say that I've tried to kind of consciously diversify my feed in a way that will make me feel more uplifted rather than feel like I'm constantly comparing myself. And I would say because of like. I think there's definitely more representation of, I would say like minority groups on say something like Instagram, Mm -hmm. which has been really nice. And I've been trying to like get more people that I can relate to their experiences. And so that's been helping me, but that's definitely, it's definitely taken me some time to get to this point. And in high school, I would say I did feel like I was comparing myself to others in those ways, in those ways. Yeah. Um, And I kind of, I think that links back to us as our generation has grown up with social media it's kind of been more so in the latter part of our youth yeah and I guess seeing people that are younger than us in a different generation they've grown up with social media being a part of their lives since they're super super young yeah so what what what's kind of what's your take on that what what do you think it's just it's so weird to me, which is the like most honest answer that I can give. Mm-hmm. Like you see all of these people and like I, I have people from my um, for I went to a elementary middle school mix. So it was like okay. K through eight. I see people from when I was in eighth grade and they're in kindergarten. They have social media now and they're trying to find me on my pages. Like that's it, crazy. It is. Yeah. It's just and they're so young. That would just be like they'd probably be in middle school by now at this point. Um, but yeah, it's just such a huge jump. And again, it speaks to the interconnectedness of social media right now and mm-hmm. how you can always find people that you used to know and keep up with people that you used to know. But um, that culture is interesting um, to take a look at. I think a lot of the times too, we see a lot of famous people arising from social media at a really young age. You see yes. everybody from TikTok, especially. Um, and I, I don't really know how to put it into words. It's just really interesting for me to kind of take in because it's a completely different culture than what we had I remember when we were growing up it was very much like 
we were the young ones and then the people who were heavily involved in the social media scene and that were popular were always significantly older mm-hmm. now it's kind of like everyone there is on the young end but yeah what do yeah you- it's really weird like you said it's just weird it's weird to see how fast for one the technology has come yeah you know just newer versions of iphones and everything like forget that, but with social media at the rate that that has grown. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for kids now to be on social media at that young of an age, they have to kind of parse through all of the information overload that's on social media themselves. And I feel like with something, say like Instagram, there isn't much guidance. You're just, you have like an explore feed with all this content and it caters to what you kind of interact with. Right. So okay. uh, it's hard to, I guess, at a young age, navigate that. And I guess at that early of an age, then the comparison kind of starts earlier as well. So, I I mean, when we were kids, I think we were just able to just be kids and have our own experiences and make mistakes and things like that. But with the pressure now on social media to have a perfectly curated feed and to have things a certain way and to look a certain way, Mm -hmm. that is definitely very different from our generation yeah especially to look for people that are around the age of social media influencers now especially to to look the same way as them because now they're the same age as the people or younger or even around the same age range of the people that follow and look up to them so that's just another thing to pay attention to but kind of just to wrap things up a little bit and talk a little bit more about what everyone listening in can do to find that balance for their social media and Um, how exactly they can manage self-perception while engaging in these platforms. What are some things that you think you can suggest to everybody to have that healthy relationship with those digital spaces um, and still kind of keep in touch with reality, I guess? Yeah, I think it kind of relates back to what I mentioned briefly earlier, trying to curate your feed in a way that will reflect your own experiences and help you navigate those in real life and also making sure that you are exposed to new experiences new experiences that are unlike yours which is those are different but I think both of them can provide you a way to both grow on social media like grow your perspectives broaden your perspectives Mm -hmm. while still being able to keep in touch with your your real life and also you know you're gonna have your friends on there you want to keep in touch with them as well so um being conscious about the people that you follow the people that follow you and just trying to make sure that there isn't any if something's negatively affecting you then I would say there's no need to feel pressure to either continue following the person that's bringing you negativity or having them follow you you know yeah, I think I'm, I agree. I don't know how else, how other, what other words I can put it into, but I definitely want to hammer in the point about being aware of who you follow and um, who's following you, because I think that creates a specific environment and you choose the environment that you want to be involved in with mm-hmm. social media. So um, definitely pay attention to those aspects that you can control. Uh, but for those that you can't, I would just say, and this is going to sound like a very, old person thing to say (laughs) but honestly keeping that balance of interacting on a digital platform and interacting with people in real life if you are up to that I think that's definitely a smart idea so you have that balance of being in a digital space and being in reality um I've actually done social media detoxes before and 
I would say, especially around exams and finals and midterms where I'm, I'm the type of person where sometimes, I mean, at this point, it's kind of scary that like, I feel the need to pick up my phone and go on social media. It, it really happens sometimes. I don't know. It's like the social media addiction, but uh, whenever that happens, I delete the app for a week or two. And that usually helps me. Um, I can focus a lot more in real life on the things that I need to get done. And eventually after the period of one or two weeks, I find myself really enjoying not having social media for a little bit. It's not to say that there isn't useful. There aren't useful things that you can find on social media, but it's definitely helpful to take a detox once in a while. So that's also another thing that I would recommend. Yeah, I can't agree more. I think that's a smart idea. I've done that before, just kind of, and you don't even have to delete it. If you can handle it, just kind of hide it in a folder um, on your phone. Yes, if you that's, have that amount of self-control. Yeah, you do. Um, that's what I tend to do. I did that a lot over a period, over quarantine, especially because I felt uncomfortable with oh, yeah. people were being social and during that period. But um, yeah, that's definitely something you can do. So uh, definitely take those tips and you can try to figure out what works for yourself too. But those are just some suggestions that we have for you. But regardless, thank you all so much for listening into today's Wellness Wednesday episode. We talked about FOMO or the fear of missing out for those of you who do not know that acronym and what it looks like to navigate social media, that balance that we want to have and self-perception and also what it looks like balancing those digital spaces with reality. So I hope you all enjoyed today's episode and we hope to see you on the next one. Thank you. If you guys want to see more from us, please check out our Instagram at VivensityINC or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Vivensity. You can learn more about us on our website, www.vivensity.com. And we hope to see you guys here again soon. Thank you so much and have a great day.